0: I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Touching is good. Today, we're going to be talking about Kirby's Dreamland, which was developed by HAL Laboratory, uh, published by Nintendo, and was released on the Game Boy in 1993. Kirby's Dreamland is a uh, very basic type platformer, though. Uh, I mean, you just played it for, I assume, the first time? Yes. And I've played it one and a half thousand times <laughs> over the course of my life. Uh, Kirby's really Land is a lot of the reason why I have like a soft spot for the Kirby series as a whole. Um, because this was a game that I was able to play when I was very, very young. Uh, and, you know... it. Even though nowadays, like, I've sort of aged out of them, I still like to go to them and play them occasionally just for, like... I don't know if it's a nostalgic thing. I imagine it's sort of the same reason that you liked Bugs Bunny's (laughs) Crazy Castle. Right. The thing with uh, Kirby games is that they're designed to be very, like simplistic and even though they've become more complicated as time goes on this is probably as basic as it can get being the first one
1: yeah it's so basic that I don't even really know what to think of it like as somebody (laughs) playing it for the first time now is I knew it by reputation to be a simple and easy game but it was even simpler and easier than I expected (laughs) And I I think I'm still kind of processing it because like in some ways it does feel like really smooth to control and kind of like something intuitive about it that other games of the time kind of lacked. But then on the other hand, like, it feels like it doesn't really have like level design. It just kind of feels like they threw something together in a level editor. And like, I don't know, there's some really weak spots and some really strong spots, and it's just weird to me that this series has like became as popular as it is w- with this being the starting point,
0: like the jumping up, yeah. yeah. The uh, I mean, so the purpose, like the ways that they made this game simple, uh, are mostly I don't know, like you can boil it down to one: you can fly. ...in a platformer. Uh, it's not limited by anything. You can just get up and go whenever you need to. Two, you don't... You have more than one hit, uh, which was actually, like, moderately... Re- not revolutionary, necessarily, but it's it was novel for its time. Because uh, if you think of the earliest platformers, you have one hit... ...or, like, Mario has two if you get an item in between. Um, that type of thing. And uh, the levels are usually fairly straightforward... Uh, The reason I give it a little bit more credit is that they did the, like, Sonic the Hedgehog top path, bottom path type thing before Sonic did. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't nearly as fleshed out as it was in the the Genesis original uh, Sonic game, but it does, it is present. It's like, oh, you can take, like... This path, which is a little bit harder, but gives you a reward at the end. But most of them are just going to spit you out at the same place, mm-hmm. either way. Um, but I'm also not going to argue that the <laughs> game isn't dead simple, because like I'm pretty sure that I can I, I can go through this game in about 20 minutes at this point. Right. Yeah, from start to finish.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean the game isn't like so difficult that i didn't die at all because i did uh i kept wanting to control kirby like you do in smash brothers where you just tap a to fly but you actually had to hit up on the Mm -hmm. d-pad which was kind of hard for me to get used to and there were these one enemies that you had to spit air at and you couldn't like suck them in and those kept throwing me off
0: right the uh, i forget they have a name. They're, they, in fact, are a spirit in the new Smash Brothers. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, the ones that, like, they're little safe guys, and then if yeah, you try to inhale them, slash. they turn red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they turn darker. Right. I imagine them. T- <laughs> in the 3D games, they became red. Right. Uh, on that note... Let's talk about Kirby himself, mm-hmm. because Kirby is one of the greatest character designs of all time. It's a <laughs> He's a pink circle <laughs> with feet.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kirby is one of the... It's hard to, like, kind of describe what's good about the design, but if... I should know this, but whatever company um, has Hello Kitty as their mascot... Oh, yeah. Whatever that company is. can't remember the name right now. But Kirby has a lot in common with those kind of character designs. And they're like a perfect embodiment of power and simplicity as a concept. Because mm-hmm. Kirby is literally just a circle with arms and legs and a face. Right.
0: But like... Not even a complicated face. Either. No, I mean, it's... not even legs. He has
1: feet. Yeah. Um, but there's just something really likable about it. Mm-hmm. Even as an adult. You know, like, not even just to kids. There's just something p- appealing about the design.
0: It's it's super weird to see him on the box art after, like, years and years of uh, associating him as, like, a pink thing. Because he's just displayed as white on the on the cartridge. And it's mostly because, I guess, the Game Boy didn't display color, so they didn't want to make you feel like you were losing out on the cute main character in his full mm-hmm. his glory. Well,
1: actually, I've I've heard that he, they um he's white on the cover because they couldn't decide on what color to make him. Mm. Like I think Sakurai, who created Kirby, wanted him to be pink, and someone else in the company wanted him to be yellow, and they never settled the dispute before the game like came out.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that pink won out in the end because yellow Kirby is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. I think there's a... That's probably
1: my least favorite palette for him in Smash Brothers. Yeah. the yellow version.
0: The yellow version's very strange. Um, <laughs> also, I've heard that he, like, wanted to make a character... Not wanted to, but uh, upon, like, using the design for Kirby that they went with in the end, decided that, like, because it was easy to draw, it would be a good character mm-hmm. design for, like, a kid's game, which I think tracks.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, um, they always say, like, the best character designs have, like, really, uh, easily identified silhouettes, and Kirby definitely has one of those.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay, so, in addition to Kirby, I think, uh, there, there are a lot of other, like, sort of visual, audio-visual elements I'm segueing into the fact that the music in this game is really good, Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, Before that, I guess the easier uh, path to take would be the enemies in this game. I feel like there are a couple that ended up being like Kirby staples going forward. Uh, But man, not all that many of them. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: feel like they all run together Mm -hmm. in my mind, except for the bosses. Yeah. Um, They were just kind of like spherical or, like, <laughs> seed-shaped or, like, you know, some kind of round or oval-type shape with a face on it.
0: Yeah, even uh two of the bosses are almost identical because there's the one that spits out, uh uh like, the waddle-dees. Uh-huh. And then there's the, uh, and, like, just kind of swoops. And then there's the one that flies, right. which, is, in my estimation, is the hardest part of the entire game.
1: The one that with the cannon ball? Yeah. Sheets. That one didn't bother me so much. The one that was tricky for me was like the two you You're like there's like a screen with the floor. And the guy's pushing the, the treasure chest. Yeah. It was hard for me to like suck one up and then get out of the way.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, so he, he says it's hard for him. I like to to point <laughs> out he came in while I was writing the description for the Persona Five episode. And got the game from me. And then I finished it and walked out, and he was like, hey, How you beat DDD? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like a 30 minute maybe experience. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't terribly difficult to shoot the treasure chase, I'm assuming.
1: No, no. But I, I could not do it without taking any damage, though. Right.
0: Yeah, the Cannonball one for me is the hardest, I think, just because Kirby is larger, and it feels harder to navigate. I guess, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's, the... Oh. You got the much smaller
1: screen of the Game Boy, so it's harder. You have less time to dodge stuff.
0: Yeah, it's... it. it, it and they didn't, I guess, want to make the characters any smaller, because it makes them kind of unrecognizable. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, I mean, that's a good call. Yeah. Like, all my favorite Game Boy games have big sprites, so...
0: Big in comparison yeah, to, to other, other Game, Game Boy. Games. Yeah. Yes. This is why we talked about Super Mario Land two and not Super Mario Land one. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, so of those though, like uh Wispy Woods obviously becomes like a uh a pretty common curvy theme. Mm-hmm. Uh Cracko, which is the name of the uh the eyeball in the cloud right. guy uh, is also like a fairly common Kirby thing now, mm. and Diddy has begun on to become one of the main characters of the game. The I believe that the 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 treasure chest pushing dudes are called the Poppy Bros. <laughs> of course they are, <laughs> yeah. and uh, those do exist, but mostly they're the one the variety that just throw bombs at you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the bosses live on, but most of the—I mean, Waddle D's, Waddle Do's all <laughs> totally a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen like those little face masks that turn around in a while.
1: Yeah, um, and I—I I really like DDD's design as like the, his sprite in this game. Mm-hmm. He's really dis- distinct, and um, I don't know—it's a good use of the the limited hardware. He's got, like,
0: a nice standout design I liked. That's true. Yeah, because DDD looks significantly different than everything else in the game, and you also fight him in, like, a boxing ring, mm-hmm. which is strange. Uh, but I think overall, yeah, like, he stands out. You can easily tell, at the very least, you can tell that he's something wearing, a, like, a robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not a penguin, but you'll you kind of pick he up... Looks enough the... like a penguin. He's got, like, a beak. Mm -hmm. Like, a definite beak. Uh, But, yeah. Overall, though, I think the game visually looks real good for 93.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, one thing I guess we could get into um, is... I think this is true of Kirby games just in general, with maybe the exception of some of the newer ones. But... Like, levels in Kirby are, like, I think one of the big reasons i've never been able to get into the series is i always feel like levels in curvy games don't really have like a much of a sense of place they always kind of feel like they're made of blocks right and the game the levels are usually so easy at least in the earlier parts of the game but in this game's case that's the whole thing (laughs) um you just kind of run through them and when you think back on the game you can't really remember the levels at all And that's always been a huge roadblock for me and getting into Kirby. Right. Because I've played now this one, um, some of Crystal Shards. That's a 64 one, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, which that doesn't apply to. But I also didn't finish that either. So (laughs) never never really clicked with
0: Kirby. Individual Kirby levels, I agree with that. Like, I think that... um particularly, like, using Kirby 64 as an example because that's probably the one I'm second most familiar with, Uh, you'll go to these different places that have, like, a very clear theme to them. Like, you get a shiver star or whatever, and it's icy. Mm -hmm. There it is. And the enemies and everything will change to match that, but then individual levels within that location all just kind of feel the same. Not necessarily that the challenge is the same, but, like, visually they don't do anything to mix it up. This game really only has, like, one-ish level per area, and they're given these names, like, that are crazy, and are just, like, their dreamland names, and they all have multiple syllables. Uh, and so it's, like, kind of difficult to place, and also they don't mean anything to you, so it doesn't signify that the place that you're going is different than the place before so like the difference between you know castle low 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 and uh (laughs) what like whatever else the high 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 version of it uh is that one of them has water in it and the other one's in the clouds right and then when like i like the cloud level because it does look visually different and has some more, like, labyrinthine design, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Uh.
1: Um, And another thing that I noticed while playing through this is that it shares a sprite um, with Mario Land 2, which was the first game we played for this series. There's, like, an underwater little spike ball, like, with the phase, like, a mine, I guess. Uh, with a little face on it and it's the exact same sprite for mario land 2 i was like <laughs> oh neat i didn't know which game came first but these came out right around the same time very close but uh um. and that and the the physics i guess you would say i don't know much about uh game development on the game boy felt like the swimming mechanics felt really similar to mario Two to me as well and i wonder started to wonder if they shared an engine but I did not look into it. <laughs> yeah, these came out like less than six months apart. So. Yeah, so it's decently likely that that could have could have happened.
0: Yeah, the as far as like swimming in in video games as a whole is like a crapshoot as to how it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Kirby's feels even stranger than most because it lacks like a sense of actual danger to be underwater because mm-hmm. you just sort of like. Like, there's not a difference. In Mario, you went underwater and fish swam at you because fish swim. And in Kirby, everything can fly already. Right. So going underwater, it's exactly the same. There are, in fact, more stationary enemies underwater (laughs) than there are above it. And then they are, like, weird gated, like, death zones Mm -hmm. in, like, those little... I don't know. It's strange.
1: Yeah, did it? Did it? control, like, literally exactly the same as flying when you were underwater?
0: I believe so. Yeah, that's what I, I, but you
1: can't inhale, though. Right. If you exhale, you can't inhale again, which I thought was a nice detail.
0: I agree. Yeah, because if you inhaled, theoretically, one, you would drown. Right. Or two, you would inflate with air and then just, like, like yeah. pop back to the surface. That would be uh interesting. I wonder if they've done that <laughs> in any other Kirby games. Kirby doesn't really get, like... Inflated anymore. No. Which is unfortunate for all of us with inflation fetishes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not nearly as extreme anyway. Yeah, he, he just does. like puffs up just yeah. a little.
0: What were we talking about?
1: The underwater mechanics worked. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... He could not inhale.
0: We're super done with the water <laughs> mechanics part. Uh, because well, it's, realistically it's, not, it's only in there a little bit mm-hmm. uh, there's very little as far as like differences in kind go for your your platforming mm-hmm. um, what I do like about the levels as like a little bit of a uh, let's give them a pat on the back even uh, 25 years later the, is I love that you can jump or that they're like I love that you can jump it's crazy <laughs> Uh I I love that there are like secrets in this game that aren't really. I feel like they weren't necessary given the nature of how simple this game is. (laughs) But there will be just like, hey, a door. Or like, you know, go this special way and you'll find a a door that goes to another secret. Mm -hmm. And they just sort of like replenish your health or give you an extra life or something like that. Or occasionally a power up. And I really hate when games like old games did this, where you would go out of your way to get a power-up, and then it would wear off by the time it became, like, relevant. Mm-hmm. this game does that, like, with most of its power-ups. There's only, like, one or two that are, like, universally useful. Also, I wonder if this is my child brain <laughs> bleeding in. I need to get your opinion on this. Okay. <laughs> the power-ups, were you able to tell what they were I don't even
1: remember any other than the leaf.
0: Oh yeah, the one that makes you fly. There's was a, it
1: there like a was there an invulnerability one?
0: Yeah, there's an invulnerability one that I don't recall what it looks say, like. I
1: don't. I am totally blanking on what they look like. There's
0: also one that kills all the enemies that are on the screen.
1: I don't think I ever got that one.
0: Okay, when you pick it up, Kirby just like there's like a trill little song like Kirby's just shrieking and uh, I believe and this is like going off of memory from a memory of a third (laughs) memory but I'm pretty sure that's actually a microphone Mm. but in my head I cannot see it as anything but a cowboy hat on like a little (laughs) stand (laughs) like a tiny cowboy hat and that's just always what I imagine it is Oh, I gotta,
1: I've got to Google an image of uh, Kirby power-ups. I can imagine from that description, though, that it is probably a microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like... cowboy hat on his stand is way... <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't make better. any sense as <laughs> no. to, like, why it would kill them. And it makes sense with the idea of him, like, uh... Singing? Yeah, which I'm guessing... Yeah, it, it appears exclusively in Castle Lolo Low and Float Islands. It's <laughs> is a powerful item that Kirby can utilize. Man, interesting. Uh, I wish there was just like a list of the items in uh, Kirby games that I could pull up. Yeah, it's reasonably. weird. I
1: bet you could you could find like a million different sources to do that exact thing for Mario, mm-hmm. but not for Kirby.
0: Get on that internet. Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> Because it's just like, and that's the thing, like, if I wanted to find out, is this a cowboy hat? I couldn't search that and figure it out. You gotta
1: tweet it, Sakura.
0: Right, yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> hey, just it's like a cell phone picture of the game screen. <laughs> and then just like, what is this thing? Is it a cowboy hat? I've always been wondering. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, I feel like I had the exact same issues with several. Like, the the two health pickups are... I think, water bottles? Mm. Like, they have, like, they're, like, that big, and have a label on them. Uh-huh. But I had no idea what that was when I played them when I was a kid. Right. And, like, in my mind, it still just looks weird to me. Yeah.
1: Reminds me of, like, the little capsule from Smash Brothers.
0: Yeah, that's... Well, maybe that, that actually might be what it is. I don't it's know. It's possible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, I have remembered the thing that I was going to say earlier, which is, how do you feel about the... When you're falling, you tilt downwards, like, mechanic.
0: I think it's the best thing in this game. <laughs> really? Maybe not the best. I I do really like it. I don't know what you wouldn't like about it. I,
1: I couldn't get, like, a handle on exactly how, like, you did it. Like, mm. I would always just do it on accident. I don't know how it works.
0: My understanding of it is... It just happens after you fall for a set distance. Uh. you'll you'll tilt forward and I believe that if you hit an enemy from the top while falling forward, it will damage them without hurting you. Right, that seems to be the case. But yeah. the fact that you can't directly control
1: it yourself made it feel weird and like I wasn't understanding it, I guess. Right.
0: I just think it's like not it's supposed to be like the alternative way to beat enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh as opposed to just inhaling them, which I am imagine there are probably some enemies that like that allows you to kill them without having an, another item nearby or something. But I won't swear to that because I've never tried it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I realize I present myself as like the expert on this game <laughs> and I'm just not. I've just played it a whole bunch. Right. Uh other I than that, we covered all the mechanics. Actually, there's jump, there's inhale, there's no copy ability in this game. There's a fall that
1: was surprising to me. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they... no copy ability in this game.
0: Yeah, the copy didn't show up until I don't know. I'm not. I don't remember. I think it was that SNES one, Nightmare and Dreamline. Yeah, I think that I read that
1: somewhere. There... Not, that sounds right to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were. Uh... Uh, like, Animal Companions in Kirby's Dream Land too, 2. But I only played that for the first time, like, two years ago. Mm. So, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. I should mention, before we wrap up, that there is a second game playthrough that's harder. Right,
1: yeah. I, I got that message when I finished it uh, and read on the Wikipedia page that there was a hard mode. Right. Um, But I did not try it out.
0: It is significantly more challenging, but. Like, it still isn't. It's not exactly. It's not Dark Souls.
1: Right. It's not. You gotta squeeze in that. Yeah. Mention.
0: You gotta inhale that. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is a little tougher, and. I mean, actually, I would say it's substantially tougher, but it isn't so hard that it would discourage you from from playing through it. Right,
1: especially since the game's so short.
0: Yeah. Um, but, man, that, uh, that cannonball boss is even way <laughs> fucking harder in hard mode. Um, yeah, last thing I want to talk about, really, is just the music is real good, and it's amazing that it was written on a Game Boy. Right. Because most, if not every single track in the game is still used... In some capacity now like whether it's in Kirby or spin-offs or Smash Brothers or any of that
1: right yeah that's there's a lot of um, Game Boy music that's like that
0: probably cliched
1: to say but like (laughs) I feel like that limitation of like uh, early game music and the fact that sound took up so much space so it had to all be really simplistic and loop a lot and they had to Mm -hmm. use all these little tricks to like gut things out of the tracks to make them fit on the cartridge but like that limitation bred a lot of creativity and i feel like that's something that should be injected into some modern game music because i really don't like the trend of at least the trend that i've perceived anyway in modern game music is to like emulate film scores mm and you end up with music that maybe fits the scene well and is well composed and everything, but you don't remember it in the way that you remembered older video game music, and it feels like it's lacking in that way.
0: Yeah, and you can definitely tell, like, uh, even because Nintendo used to be, like, the kings of that kind of a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, because of old Koji Kondo. Because of Koji Kondo. But even they are now more often reusing previous music, and remixing it than they are actually composing new stuff. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo's like w- current uh, com- like compositions tend to be like weird samba tracks, and like <laughs> I kind of love it, but it's also like way different than what it was in the past. Yeah, it's like if your favorite band like dropped all of its members and reformed with new members, <laughs> and they were a salsa band now, you'd be like, "Huh, okay." uh
1: nintendo gun and nintendo
0: they really are so uh do we do final thoughts on these or do we i kind of forget
1: i think we kind of like basically sum up our thoughts because that's just what we do yeah um so i guess i'll go first uh i kind of my statement at the beginning still rings very true um playing this for the first time now uh is a weird experience um i don't really know how to feel about it i'm sure i would have liked this a lot as well if i played it as a kid but i think the big thing for me is i just it's weird that this game like caught on and became popular but i'm glad it did because i i do like kirby as a character and i really want to like kirby games i just never really i think i missed the boat i never played a kirby game as a kid so but i still can appreciate what it stands for, the idea of having like a action platformy game for kids um that's accessible, like easy to pick up, hard to master kind of thing that Nintendo does a lot already anyway. Yeah, so I came away from this, I guess feeling fairly positive like it 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 felt good to control in a way a lot of game boy games don't, and uh, I did enjoy the like forty minutes it took to play through it, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I played this when I was like five for the first time, I would say. I think that probably has a lot to do with the way that you're going to receive it. When you are. If you are a parent, then I would totally recommend giving this to a very young child because this is the kind of game. There are two sides to this, I think. One, it's easy enough for a kid to be able to complete the game, but also, depending on the age of the child, uh, a lot of, like, younger kids have this weird obsession with doing the same things over and over again. And I think that Kirby's Dreamland is also really good because it's how short it is. That's
1: a really great point that I had not considered at all.
0: Yeah. You could, like, like I did, just play through this game dozens of times because it's such a short experience. And uh, it, it, it helps with that sort of, like, want to finish something feeling i don't know that that's sort of what i took away from it and i uh uh carried that on through my entire life pretty much <laughs> so the comfort food of video games yeah and it's and it's so short that you can i can just easily yeah. just do it and then go back to whatever else i was doing it's good shit mm-hmm. good shit thanks for listening to New clip this week what are we talking about next time next time you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> what what are we talking about? I'm I don't t- know. I don't know either. I th- we we were talking
1: about doing Octo expansion, but we never contacted JJ about <laughs> let's
0: it. Let's get a let's get a hold of JJ. Hold do you think I can like
1: call him?
0: That's I want to do it and put him on the podcast. Hold on,
1: let's put them both our mics on me directional to get the highest chance of hearing JJ.
0: Yes, Chad. Hello Collie, you're on the air. Right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hold on, does this go up ladder? Can I can I make it nope, that's as la- that's as much as we're gonna get. Uh so <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. If this is for recording, I, I never, have you tried FaceTime audio? It's so much better in terms of quality. I, I have not actually.
1: But this isn't that important, so okay. Bye. Uh,
0: we will keep that in mind if we ever do this again. <laughs> yeah, which hopefully we will not. Uh, we are recording uh, a no clip pocket right now. Are you? Yeah, and uh, so my question is: Are you going to be free, like within the next like three weeks or so, to talk about Octo expansion?
1: I am absolutely
0: free to do so. Alright, that's what we were hoping. So that uh, um thanks for listening to No Cliff this week. What are we talking about <laughs> next time? Next time we're gonna talk about Splatoon 2's Octo expansion with special guest uh, JJ Artimez, who you might know from <laughs> this this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll see you later, JJ. Bye, JJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until that time. Uh, let's change our microphones back. Right?
1: So professional? I know. <laughs> this is why we put this stuff in the pocket episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the trash bin of, of our comedy. Until that time, if you want to get a hold of us, all of our contact information is on noclippodcast.com. Uh, you can find our email address, all of our old episodes, both of Pocket and of the main podcast, which if you're listening to this on a podcast, you're probably sick of hearing, because it all goes to the same feed. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, give us a big thumbs up, and listen to Persona 5 episode, because why not? It just came out. Smash Brothers is next for that one. I keep, I'm still talking, though I'm completely out of stuff to say. I texted him first because I don't just want to, I don't just, just want to like call somebody and be like, hey, how are you? This is what phones are for. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs>
1: That's exactly why. You can just, JJ's uh, not going to be like, that inconsiderate bastard calling me on my phone.